remember. This is the time, this is the place, and this is FC3 Monkey Business, your one-stop shop for everything geeky. And hey, Tanya. Uh, and since everything is geeky, if you love it enough, you never know what you're going to get. That's right. Yes. You wanted to do that, I didn't did you? I did want to. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's okay. You want to start over again? No, we're fine. We can start over That's again. That's okay. We'll, we'll do it live. <laughs> Let's do it live. Bill O'Reilly, do it live. Do it live. There we go. All together now. <laughs> See, because this is how flexible we are in this show. These are the things we do because we love you. You gotta wait for the right cue. As soon as that hammer drops, you're in. Boom. This is the time, this is the place, and this is FC3 Monkey Business, your one-stop shop for everything geeky. And since everything is geeky, if you love it enough, you never know what you're going to get, even a redo. Seriously? <laughs> this is your host, T. It doesn't happen very often. <laughs> I was going to start this when you were not here this morning uh-huh. while, you're, we, while we're waiting for you, but yeah. this week we're going to look back at 2018, the highs and the lows. And after that, stick around for upcoming events and our question of the week. Feel better now? Yeah, a little bit. See, that's a thing. I'm hungry, though. You are? Yeah. Well, we're going to do something about that. I know. I'm ordering dinner for Tyler, Riker, and I. Oh, yeah? Yes. I'm does, actually, does your husband, Mr. T, pity the fool? Ah, da-doom-tsh. She's that, just staring th- at Billy right now, and she's like, what? <laughs> Deer caught in headlights, poor thing. I think I have an answer to our question of the week. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I do, I, I do yeah. know the, I pity the, pity the fool, but yeah. I'm just like, well, I... You referred to yourself as T, so oh, okay. your husband would be Mr. T. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it means I, guess he, I didn't he, know what the reference was in regards to, like, in wait, regards what? to what? I'm like, I, I understand I had Mr. never T. seen Tiny going to complete vapor lock like just now. That was amazing. Where the hell is that coming from? You called yourself T. Yes. Well, he calls himself C, and we're, you we're would like, be B, but not our other Black. B. It's, Rico- it's Men in Black references, it's, it's, <sighs> which Tessa Thompson and and, and uh, Chris Hemsworth are going to be Men in Black this year. Really? Yeah, that's coming out. I didn't know huh. that. They're, I don't know if they're, they're not rebooting it. It's basically a reprisal, and they're continuing on, but no longer the uh, the stories of Agents J and K. It's going to be the upper, uh, agents yet to be lettered. Huh. So Cool. But I like Chris, Chris Hemsworth and, and Tessa Thompson going to be doing that. I see. So um, the triumvirate, it always, always boils down to the three of us. We're here. It's Billy, it's Tanya, and it's me, it's Chris, at the end of the year. Well, 2018 it's getting close to, is coming to the, the to a close. holiday season and mm-hmm. the weather and things like that. Yeah. And uh, people have commitments and mm-hmm. things like that. So. You don't have to make excuses. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dinging anybody for not being here. I'm Although, Tony, make, you're fired. I'm not making excuses. <laughs> I'm... Um, Doing explanations. I see. Potentially the end of the world. We don't know. Well, you know, it's. it's well, that it, wasn't that in 1999 when it was the the Y2K. 1999, oh, yeah. 21 or 2012. <laughs> it's, it's just there's 2016. always 2016. 2016. The Hellbop <laughs> Comet. Whenever that. We gotta go was. back to to 2016. Yeah, I know. Seriously, that was a end of the world kind of a thing. Uh, um. This is probably not a good thing that I'm ordering dinner when I'm hungry. Yeah, you should never go to Wegmans when you're hungry too. That's yeah. the same thing. Okay. Give me a pizza while you're at it. Yeah, um, actually, I'm ordering pizza. <laughs> we need a sheet pizza for the three of us. That's uh, it. Well, we're having jambalaya this afternoon, and I was telling mm. you that food can't touch. Right. At least. But I'll have a little bit of it, but it might be a little on the spicy side. I did something, something the other night that I have not done in a while. Cook? I ordered a medium Domino's pizza. And did you eat the whole thing I yourself? killed it myself. 
I have not done How'd that. How'd you feel oh. the next day? Oh, I'm not going in there. <laughs> Let me just Did say. Did it have a pepperoncini on the side? No. That's, uh, That's Papa, Papa John's. John's does okay, that. I got those. Yeah. Um, I am not 22 anymore. I'm just going to put that out there and we're going to leave it at that. How long ago were you 22? Uh, it's longer than 22. 26? Yeah, it was 26 years ago. I was 22. Oh. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> Dork. You love me and you know uh, it. It's true. It's true. So, so is Billy. I brought him a Coke Zero today from yes. Santa. So we're going to review 2018 this year. Or this year that was 2018. <laughs> we're going to look back at it and go, oh God, this happened. It's You know what? Some did, good things happened. Yeah, we had a lot of good things we happen. We had to make our own fun. We did. We did make our own fun. We did several episodes of making our own fun this year. Um, so we're. this is also going to be the last episode of Monkey Business for 2018. We're going to take a winter break. And we'll come back to the studio in January to start working on the second half of season three. Uh, so that's a thing. That'll happen. And uh, and that's that. So, so in other words, we have more seasons than Luke Cage. Or that, Iron Fist. Or Firefly. Or Firefly. Oh, wow. <laughs> Sorry. I renamed Tanya Joss Whedon and I'm firing her. <laughs> you don't have the power to fire me. I can, I, you you know do what? not have the power to fire me. I'm renaming me. myself Fox. I can cancel anybody I want except for the Kardashians. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're banned. Yeah, I know. Seriously. <laughs> they're also banned from the show. Fox, the purveyors of such wonderful shows as the Jersey Shore. Yeah, okay. Or no, that was MTV, wasn't it? That was it? MTV. Yeah. Jersey Shore was MTV's fault. Okay. <sighs> okay. So we have more seasons than Luke. You know, I do. I do think it's, it's like I said in the Monday broadcast the other night. Um, I, I think because Disney is is trying to consolidate everything into its own streaming service, that all the Netflix stuff is being canceled because they're getting ready to re, you know, to reboot re, things. reboot things over on their Disney streaming service. So they're leaving Netflix. Yeah, and that makes me sad. So is that what we think is happening with? Um, Daredevil and things like that. Well, that's yeah. the only the only thing I can think of for Daredevil because Daredevil is so widely popular. It's so good. It's got such great ratings. To cancel it seems kind of counterintuitive. It's like almost like what, you know, what are you doing? It's like you're taking a, a cash cow and killing it. It doesn't make sense to me. So what I'm thinking is Netflix is knows knows its time is running short with these Marvel properties. So it's just canning them because, you know, it's they're going to get yanked anyway. So does that mean we're all going to be sharing passwords? Okay, you oh, get Hulu, yeah. you get Netflix, I'll get Marvel. Yeah, seriously. Well, uh, right right now I, I have Hulu DCU. and Netflix. So I have Netflix. I got and CBS Amazon. All Access. I have Amazon and, okay. and Netflix. I have my own Amazon account finally. Yay. Oh, cool. And it has a wish list. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> that was a couple weeks ago. I know. I missed that opportunity. <laughs> and everything that was on your wish list you bought for yourself. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I made a wish list and then bought everything on it for myself. I tell you. I don't know what to do. Anyway. Shall we take a break on that note? We're going to take a break on that note. When we come back, we're going to jump right into talking about 2018. Oops. So if I had the music. Oh, no. do the books okay you start with the movies yeah time gonna start with the movie no you start with the movies i'm gonna start with the movies you just start. don't start with me that's what i want <laughs> oh i'm i'll end with you <laughs> i don't have to start with you i can end i'll finish you oh well, <laughs> well Wait. there's 
There's oh, that was so wrong. <laughs> Never mind. That Let's escalated quickly. Yeah. <laughs> that either sounded violent or sexy. <laughs> Maybe both. <laughs> Maybe both. Oh, that was so wrong. Tanya, um, do we have to have a post-credits kind of scene for together? Or I don't know. Holy crap. No. Anyway. Oh, sorry. So we're going to start right <laughs> off the bat with the top 10 highest grossing movies of 2018. Which, which, um, I have seen all but one. I've, uh, let's see, I saw one, two. I missed that one. Two, three. I've, I missed four of them. I didn't see four of these. I'm bad. I've only seen three of them. So Billy's missed seven. You've missed four. I've missed one. Okay. Hmm. So why am I the biggest nerd out of regards to the movie? Well, that's why here? you wanted to take the movie list. Oh, okay. No, it's because I have a date night partner that will yes. go to the movies. Yes. Sean goes to the movies yes. with you all the time. I buy the tickets. He gets the concessions. I get the better end of the deal because yes. I have my... Cinemark uh, movie that, I thought that thing was going away. That was Movie Pass. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. I canceled my Movie Pass because I haven't been using it. But gotcha. the top 10 highest grossing movies go, go bottom of up. Bottom. 2018. Start number with number 10. 10 was um most recent one. Uh-huh. And one of the ones I did not see. Is Venom. Right? That's one. That's the one, one of did the ones Did you see I the Venom? Seen. I did. did you, and how was it? It was good. I mean, I, for me, it's check your brain at the door okay. type thing. I'm, I'm sure there's probably some plot lines and things like that, uh-huh. that there's probably people can put poke holes in all I, of it. But intention- I go, I go, go to just enjoy the visual effects, the scene, whatever. I don't really this necessarily. This have very mixed reviews. Yeah. And Ven- Venom isn't a character that I particularly enjoy. So well, for I me, think I'm waiting on, for well, Netflix. There, yeah. there was Venom, Rampage, Carnage, and then there's a fourth. The video game movies that they're well no in regards to these um alien species type things okay that venom's an alien species that needs a host or whatever there's there's rampage and carnage that are also oh, come yeah, oh, out during yes. the movie oh, really spoiler thank you well i mean they're, okay but they're also part of the symbiote family that, right. that was developed in spider-man now yes. as a spider-man fan I don't know how you can have a movie with that without Spider-Man being in it. Was he? Did was there a Spider-Man no. reference? Mm, if there was, it was one of those geeky references that went over my head that I didn't pay attention okay. to. Okay. So the thing is, is like I said, I just don't know how because the 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 two stories are so intertwined. Well, I'm thinking maybe this is when alternate universe. Well, I suppose it's the way you're going to play Creative it. Creative licensing? Because Venom, wasn't that a Fox? Or Sony? It was Sony. So it's not an MCU movie. Right. Which people are like, oh, it's a Spider-Man story. It must be, a, it must be an MCU. No, it's not MCU. It's not Sony, Sony. Because they still actually have the overall clinging to... to Spider-Man. All right. Anyway. Okay. What was number nine? Number nine, Solo, A Star Wars Story. Which yeah. I dug. I enjoyed I, that I movie. I saw it and I liked it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Venom was 212... Million. Yeah. This is 213 million. Right. Number eight was Ant Man and Wasp. Which was a fun movie. It was. Just watch it the other night. I got it on Blu ray, so I'll let you borrow it. Do you have a Blu ray? I do have a Blu ray. And I I have the first Ant Man, although I saw it, it's also on my DVR so that I can watch it before I watch Ant Man and Wasp. So so maybe on your way dropping Billy off, stop at your house and get the Ant Man and Wasp DVD. He's got enough to do right now. The Ready Player One, so I could have it and then drop him off. Okay. (laughs) Just just suggestion. Uh Okay. Um, and that made $216 million. Uh-huh. Um, and then number seven, Mission Impossible Fallout. Another one of the ones I did not get a chance to see, but I love the Mission Impossible I like, movies. Yeah. 
Um, that made $220 million. 20 nice. Um, number six, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. That's another Sony. That was the rock property, That's right? the rock. rock Karen Kevin Gillian, Hart, Kevin Car- Gillen. I really want to see this. It, I do want to see it. Fun. I actually have that on DVD also, so you can, and Blu-ray or I, whatever. I like so. the first one, and I have some friends that saw this one. Just that it was very funny, it really was. enjoyable. And, and it's like, oh, it's a remake. No, it's really not a remake. It's a sequel. Hmm. Okay. So... Um, so I enjoyed that one, and um, I've watched it a couple times. Um, number five, Deadpool 2. Saw that with my son. We laughed our asses off yes. the entire time. And, and it's being re- re- re-released. It's being sort re-released of. in a PG-13 a format. So it's Once Upon a Deadpool is how it's being described. And they're cutting a lot of the really... Bad parts the out. The really dirty stuff out of it. So that it so kids PG-13. can... Because they know that there's a big ups, upsurge of popularity mm-hmm. for the character. So they want to bring in a bigger audience, so they're going to reach out to the kids and the families and say, okay, we're going to, we're going to clean it up just a little bit so that you can enjoy it. And I, I heard that there's going to be some added footage, including Deadpool reading the story to, to Fred, Fred Savage. Savage. Like, oh like Princess God. Bride type that's, thing. That's the, that is yeah. classic. That's, that's, the that's framing all the trailers device. I've seen. That's the framing device? Yeah, yeah that's the trailers I've seen. As I have not seen any of the trailers, it. so that is just blowing my mind so, right now. I'm loving that. Out of the top 10 highest grossing movies, this is the only R-rated movie. Okay. Yeah, I see and, that. And um, going back, Jumanji had $235 uh-huh. million. Now this one jumps to $318 million. So Now we're getting into the big now numbers. We're going, this is the next one is number four. This is the one I have not seen. Jurassic yep. World: Fallen Kingdom. I'm I'm not a huge dinosaur fan. This uh-huh. would be a hunter movie. Yeah, Jules wants in on this movie. She and, loves you the know, Jurassic I'm Park think movies. I I probably would eventually go and watch them, but I've I've seen like the first one and the uh-huh. second one, but uh-huh. I haven't seen the Jurassic World ones. And that was 416 million. So now we've jumped even mm. another almost 90. Another order of ninety-eight magnitude. million. Now we're going to get in some rarefied. Now era. now the top three, are, of course, are. Disney. Uh-huh. Um, number three, Incredibles 2, I did see. Yep. Didn't, I saw it. Didn't we see it? Did, no. We saw it two separate times. We saw it two separate times. Okay. Did I see it? I don't think I saw it with you. No, I can't remember. I, I know I, I saw it with Ian. Yeah, I don't know. I, who knows? It's like, I know that we saw... Um, you know what? I did across, see Incredibles 2 with you. And then we saw, saw it across the uh, the universe, universe together as That's well. That's what I'm trying they, to remember. Sean, not whatever type yeah. thing. Your main movie partner is your friend Sean. Yes. Um, and that jumps from $416 million for Jurassic World now to $608 Yeah, now million. we're getting some stratospheric numbers um, here. Now, is that like overall or is that just opening weekend? That's overall. Oh, These are overall numbers. Overall numbers. Okay. Then number two, <laughs> Avengers Infinity War. That's 678 and the top grossing movie, which I thought would have been Avengers, was actually Black Panther. So an MCU movie, an MCU to be sure. Movie. And that was seven hundred million. That is amazing. I mean, that shows you the di- that that shows you what that character was able to do. Oh yeah. To reach across so many boundaries to pull in such a huge audience. And I th- and I saw it like twice. I think I, pl- I did too. Yeah. Because I saw it and then we saw it again before we did our podcast. Yep. Yeah, I, I saw that one once at the theater and just rewatched it on Netflix uh, a couple weeks ago. And Black An Panther, excellent movie. Yeah, ba- Black Panther was the kind of movie that you wanted to see yeah. again. Yeah, I just, just love the, the big to. rhino running up and then licks. And then stops and licks the general. <laughs> yeah. and then, Yes, and she's like, mm. and yeah. he's like. <sighs> yeah, the, the guy riding is just so, he's like so dejected, like, run her over. No. Okay. He's like, that's mom. That's she, amazing. She feeds me. And and so, but here's the thing: is now we got to we're going to compare this list to next year, one year from today, 
which ones are going to be the top. I, I, so how many are going to be Marvel movies? Oh, you 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 know. Captain Marvel and and uh, Infinity and, and, War and, and Infinity War Endgame, Avengers Endgame is going to be up there. Spider Man Far From Home. Spider Man Far From Home is going to be up there. I'm going to say those are your probably your three yeah. of your top five. And I least. I think to throw DC in there, Aquaman. Aquaman is going to oh, be. Oh, that ma- comes out that's, this year. That's, that's going to come out in 2018. Yeah. We have yet to see that number, but we'll make sure to talk about yeah. it in early January. I I have a suspicion because wait. the initial reviews are coming out now. Aquaman looks good. People are loving this movie. Yeah. I think. DC is finally starting to get it right. They got, they started getting it right with Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. and I think with Aquaman, they're going to land the dismount finally. I, I'm I re- looking forward to seeing this movie. I read they've decided to go the route of just individual yeah. stories and not try and tie it all in together right. to a bigger picture, which I think is right for them. They need to do that. Yeah. And then if down the road a Justice League movie manifests itself naturally, organically, mm-hmm. roll with it. Yeah. Right. But instead of forcing to be like Marvel, do your own thing and tell these stories of these characters that have been with us for so long. Do it justice. And I think they're finally about to pull that off. I think so, because they've done it on TV. Yeah. DC figured out the TV thing. Oh, they have Better on several than occasions. Marvel. Yeah. Yes, but... very much so. Uh, and and Jason Momoa is a, mm. a, a god walking on earth. <laughs> We're just going to leave it at this man is yes. like, he is the yes, ultimate he is. dude. All right, and I cannot wait to see this guy in action at full speed. I'm just saying that right now. And the Shazam move, movie with looks Zachary fun. Levy, yeah, that absolutely. Looks I'm looking, a, a I think that's going to be great. So, so a lot of things to look forward to coming out, and then we'll yep. talk about numbers next year, and we'll make sure to make a point of comparing. All right, so the next topic of top, we're going to do the top selling sci-fi and fantasy books of 2018, and I got to tell you, I'm reading this list, and my brain is melting because. They're half of this list are older books. Are books that have been around for decades, plural. Now, we'll do 10, 10 up, just like we did with the movies. And number 10 is the Dungeon Master's Guide for 5th Edition D&D. Not, not a, a decades-old book, but a decades-old game. It's still representing. It's hitting the mainstream. We talked about it last week a little bit. The Dungeon Master's Guide is one of the top 10 selling books of 2018. Holy Crap. Now, let's be fair. It's the sci-fi fantasy books. We're not talking about the great documentaries, the all-American novels, things like that. You know, not the Oprah book reading list. We're talking about the nerd list. All right. Mm -hmm. Number nine. Are you ready for this? Number nine on the best-selling nerdy books of 2018. The Hobbit by J.R.R. Tolkien. The Hobbit, people, is still in the top ten. How is that possible? That is amazing. That that's very cool, actually. That, that is classics. Um, I am loving still... that. The classics are still there in the in the forefront of our attention span. I find that phenomenal. Number eight, The Fall of Gondolin, J.R.R. Tolkien. What? <laughs> he's got a couple more on this. He's list. He's got two more on this list. Yeah, so that he... is blowing my mind. I am loving it. <clears throat> All right, number seven, the fifth edition player's handbook for Dungeons and Dragons. Critical Role has made 5th edition the mainstream. That That's my opinion. You know, when you have these podcasts coming out and these, these, these web series, people playing D&D and sharing that experience with others, I think that has been the linchpin. And I, I know we talked about with Jerry, Jeremy Crawford earlier this year um, and just talking about D&D in general and how it has gone from hiding in the basement with a couple of your friends to now you can talk about it openly. I'm hearing about D&D nightclubs being opened hmm. where you can get together and play a pickup game, have a couple of drinks, and socialize with people. Is that the version of the book you got me? Yes. 
you so have there's fi- one copy that there's one added copy to this list. You have a fifth edition <laughs> player's handbook. But, but I don't think that we bought it in 2018. We no, it no. was his Christmas present last, last year, year, so it was his oh. 2017 Christmas okay. present. Mm-hmm. But still, fifth edition's been around for a couple of years now, so the fact that it's it's got this uptick is just it's awesome. Um, number six on the top selling sci-fi and fantasy books of 2018 of Blood and Bone by Nora Roberts. That, I know little about this. That makes me go and jump in because I love her. You do as, as not as a sci-fi writer, but mm-hmm. just as a fiction writer, right? Normally, so I'm just like. Ooh, so therefore I jumped in to see what of Blood and Bone looked like. And of course it's a book two. So therefore <laughs> now I got to go buy book one, which is called no. Year One. Okay. So then. Oh, is book two out because Susan read Year One and yes, loved it? Yes, it came out the fourth. Okay. So it just came out last week. Oh, no kidding. And it's, it's a- already on the top selling list. So of Blood and Bone by Nora Roberts just came out December. I just had it. And it's already number six on the top. Originally song. published December 4th, 2018. That's the demand on that book. There mm-hmm. People are so, like, like Susan. Probably because they, they were waiting so for the next. For that, that Literally, book. we're recording this mm-hmm. not uh, just a few days after, after the book was released. This is like what? We're, we're on the ninth, so it's in four days. It's made it to number six on the all-time list of work for 2018. Wow. Yeah. What does that tell you? It also tells me I have to go get this book there for you Susan. Go. <laughs> There you go. Okay. Yes. Um, number five is The Handmaid's Tale by Margaret Atwood, which was recently uh, it's, it's a TV a, show. It's a TV. Oh, well, who's got it? Amazon, I think. I think Hulu. It's, it's, it's a Hulu. It's, Hulu. it's a Hulu original, okay. or quote unquote original. Um, number four, Fire and Blood by George R. R. Martin. Is that a is that a Game of Thrones Game of Thrones book? Hold on. Is that a, a I believe so. Westeros book. We're going to look into that real quick. Um, Fire and Blood is 300 years before Game of Thrones. So it's set in Westeros. Yes. Ooh, so it's like a prequel. Yes. And everybody and dies. <laughs> it came out November 20th. And is already number number so four. So it's nine, 19 days old. Yeah. Based on our list. Or 18 days old. Damn. That's amazing. Well, because it's George R.R. R. Martin. That's true. Uh, now, if they would fin, if he would actually finish the uh, series would people be, would be they, that would be up higher well what, <laughs> see here's the thing what's going to happen is george rr R. martin is no longer going to be writing uh game no. of thrones books he's going to be writing the novelizations of the hbo series that, that's why he's letting h i think he's letting he's letting whatever. hbo run because the, the season that's about to start on hbo is the final game of thrones season yeah, season nine right eight eight i believe um this is the thrilling history of the targaryens comes to life in the work in fire and blood yes so it's before A Song of Ice and Fire. It's set before that. It's Fire okay. and Blood. Now, the top three top-selling sci-fi and fantasy books of 2018 are all books. The youngest of the three books I'm about to mention is is about tw- a little over 20 years old. And that's number three, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone by J.K. Rowling. is still selling hardcore all over the place every day. People are buying the Sorcerer's Stone and reading that for the first time. Which... Brings amazing. up to me a question that that's the first book in the series. Yes. How come the rest of them aren't somewhere on that list? If I people don't aren't know. buying. Well, well, obviously they're maybe buying. Maybe if we did a top twenty, that. maybe we'd see the other entries. That's a, yeah. You know, probably. if we did a top twenty list. Um, but here are the top two. Are you ready for this? J.R.R. Tolkien wrote both of them. Number two is the Lord of the Rings, which I'm assuming is encompassing all three. All three, probably. Mm-hmm. And then number one is the Silmarillion. Wow. Hmm. Which I've never been able to read. I've tried. I own a copy uh, of the like Silmarillion. Short, shorter stories. It's in the all Silmarillion? vignettes. It's all vignettes and like 
short stories. Mark likes it. Yes. Our friend Mark is yeah. a big Cimarronian well, it fan. It offers a whole lot of history on, on Middle Earth. Things that you don't get to cover in the Lord of the Rings and things that help set up the Lord of the Rings and make it more it makes more sense, really. But Tolkien, his his writing is hard. Mm-hmm. He writes so thick. You know, you really got to hunker in and, and go to town on that. It's just so amazing. But the depth of it, it's you really got to you got to want it. I think what helped me is being an English literature major. Right. I took the Shakespeare class. I took the Chaucer class. I uh-huh. took British uh, British literature class. So, uh, yeah, as much as it's um, hard to read, I think it was a little easier uh-huh. for those that might have been studying <coughs> that uh, format of literature. Right. But I haven't gotten through the Cimmerillion. I've gotten through Lord of the Rings. Yeah. But That's amazing. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing... Uh, this time next year, when we talk about the top-selling nerdy books of 2019, I want to see what's on that list. I'm really keen to, to figure that one out now. I could get back into reading. Not that I'm in any great rush to get to December of 2019, but I'm just saying, I'm cu- I'll be curious when that comes around. Um, the next section of our, our retrospective of 2018 is, is kind of like the obituary section, where, you know, who, who, who did we lose over the course of the year. And it's but we're not forgetting them. It's a long list, but there's there's a few noteworthy names I'm going to I'm going to pass through. Go ahead. Actually, I wanted I, one of the first ones on the list in February, February 2nd last year, Dennis Edwards of the Temptations. Yeah. I love the Temptations uh-huh. and I only bring him up on our little nerd podcast is because I met him a few years ago. Oh, did you? Did he you came to town to? with the Temptations, his version of the Temptations. Uh-huh. Doing a show at the War Memorial and nice. the Brother We show, which I work for, we had Dennis up to promote the show, and he was a fabulous storyteller. Yeah, a very very nice guy and a lot of fun. So That's I, I just wanted to mention Dennis Edwards. Absolutely, so. and you know, and the same thing. You know, it's funny. The first two people we talk about are both singers. You know, the month before that in January, we lost Dolores O'Riordan uh, of the uh, of the, the Cranberries, Cranberries, which yeah. totally shocked everybody. Same age as me. You know, seriously. I mean, and, and unfortunately, she'd had some health issues. Apparently, the cause of death was she had had some sort of a seizure while she was in the tub. And so she accidentally drowned because of this because of this health issue that she had had. And but fits into the nerdy podcast because of their song Zombie. Zombie. There you go. We were just talking about zombies last yeah. week. It's the First uh-huh. Amendment, right? It's protected. But yes, I miss her. I mean, she's got some great music out there. I had come to Rochester mm-hmm. a couple of times with the Cranberries before the, the band hit it right. huge. David uh, Ogden Stiers from yep. MASH. And in also, March. I remember him from an episode of uh, Star Trek The Next Generation. I was just going to mention I that I just one. came across that. Oh, Loxana Troy episode. Ago. That was a great episode. Yeah. Very meaningful episode. Stephen Hawking's passed away this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else did we, did we lose here? We, uh, Vern Troyer, Mini-Me. Yeah. From oh, wow. The, uh, yeah, I saw that. Uh, Barbara Bush. Right. The president's uh, the fr- former For, first lady, Margot Kidder, Lois, Mar- the original uh-huh. Lois Lane on, yeah. on uh, in the movie screen. Well, probably not the original, but one of the ones that people think of the most. Yeah. Anthony Bourdain. I remember when Anthony Bourdain's uh, passing was announced. We were at Channel 13 during the media run for FC3 2018. We we're in the lobby and the news breaks and everybody in the room. Oh yeah, because stopped. it was that weekend. Yeah, because it was June eighth. Yeah. And it was the same, it was that Friday morning, and everybody just stopped and stared at the screen like, "What?" And everybody in the room, right down to Eric Avari himself, were like, "Oh my God, that's that shook the room." It was mm-hmm. it was impressive. It was amazing. I want to bring up another singer because I have another story. Go for it. Uh, and what month was this? August sixteenth. Uh-huh. Aretha, Aretha Franklin. Franklin. Yeah. 
And my story is the very first Rochester Jazz Festival, uh-huh. Aretha Franklin headlined at nice. Frontier Field. Oh, my God. Okay. And Brother Weeze and I, uh, we we had, Weeze was introducing most of the acts right. for that day. It was a long day of uh, shows with Aretha headlining. Uh-huh. There's an average white band and the Blues Brothers and uh, uh, Dr. John and, okay. and a couple other acts. So some serious names. So, yeah. So- I'm I'm backstage with him, which is basically center field. The way they had the the uh, stage set up, we mm-hmm. were out in the outfield. Mm-hmm. And so uh, before Aretha comes out, they come out and they put up orange cones, like highway cones, and basically it's other musicians, me and Wheeze, and some stage hands. And yet Aretha, they wanted to to do like a royalty thing, like. Everybody get back. Everybody get back. Uh-huh. And they brought her out in the golf cart from about 50 yards away. Uh-huh. They had her in the golf cart, brought her through the line, <laughs> and all this looking. And then she got out and had to go up the stairs to the stage. And at the time, and I hate to say this, but she was pretty much at her heaviest. Yeah. And in a big purple dress. And Weez was laughing so hard watching her uh-huh. he's just started punching me in the arm he, he couldn't <laughs> breathe watching it, it, oh, it, it sort of said but it just it, it's a memory i'll always remember is uh-huh. he's laughing so hard he couldn't breathe watching aretha franklin come through in his golf cart when we obviously weren't gonna attack her we didn't right. need to be restrained we would have gotten out of the way or whatever uh-huh. and then seeing her Go up the struggle, stage. Struggle, get up the stairs. Yeah. Nah, nah, struggle well, isn't she a was, word, but she, she was, was the ultimate diva. But she, she was, really and was. the show was fantastic. And she's just such an amazing woman. And I, I heard from some mm-hmm. musician friends that she had local musicians play as her backup. And mm-hmm. I hear she was very professional and, and great to work with. But I'll always remember being back there for that. In fact, for some of the acts, I wound up literally standing on the stage the back of the stage watching the acts mm-hmm. no, in front of me. Oh, that's So cool. that was a, a fun day. That Headlined cool. by Aretha. So. We also lost the playwright Neil Simon in August. Mm. That's and right. the man behind Barefoot in the Park, The Odd Couple, and, and just several, several, several more. Uh, he was 91. Um, Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. That's the biggest actor of the 70s by mm-hmm. far. Mm-hmm. Like, he had like five movies out every year. And no, it was a, a huge. Did he ever wind up in a comic book movie? Because it seems like everyone think so. has. No, but. I don't think he did. I mean, his his acting career kind of slowed down after Boogie Nights. Mm. He really kind of stopped making movies at that point. I mean, he was popping up once in a while. Yeah. I think there's a there's a cameo that he's got it coming in in a movie that's yet to be released. He headline or he was the star of a movie just before he died that uh-huh. I'd heard really good things about, and the name is escaping me. But uh, he plays a, a washed-up actor going to receive an award, huh. and I hear his prom- his uh, performance is fantastic in it. Well, I'm and sure he's. Let I'm me sure see if I can find it. his. Uh, the last movie star was the name of it, okay. and so I, I want to check that out. I've heard great things about that last performance. So yeah, we'll and check that out. Obviously, Stanley. Stanley in November. Also, yeah. William Goldman, who wrote uh, um, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, mm-hmm. All the President's Men, and The Princess Bride. The Princess Bride, the That's man right. who brought us The Princess Bride. So Stanley was a huge one. You, you watch mm-hmm. the entire comic oh, book community, right. Comic Con community, yeah. just kind of just everybody stopped for a moment to just kind of mm-hmm. talk about Stan. Mm-hmm. 
Inconceivable. Yeah. Inconceivable. You keep using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. So how about us? How about our 2018 in review? I mean, we, we did a lot this year. We have done a lot this year. Yeah. We've interviewed some great people. You know, we've, we've talked about some great things. You know, Sherry has kept us, uh, kept us with topics to talk about and people to talk to. Uh, you know, we've, we've done a lot of stuff this year, and I was really amazed at, at some of the, the, the places we've gone. And it's really kind of setting up the places we're going to go. If you'll pardon me, I'm making a Dr. Seuss reference. Oh, the places we'll go, you know. Um, do, do you remember anything in particular about some of the things we did this year? That, that I, I just wanna... remember I, I love talking to you guys every week because at some point we make each other laugh really hard. Oh, God, yes, we do. And we that's have my laughed favorite. a lot Earlier. in the studio. We have laughed a lot in this studio this year. So more than just in general, uh-huh. every week, you know, whatever the topic is, at some point, one of us makes the other ones laugh really hard. Yes. And whether I, there's just the three of us or whether there's nine The cast of characters, them, yeah. yeah. Which is always possible. And I've met a lot of really cool people mm-hmm. thanks to you guys. Mostly you guys. I'm glad you to know? have you along with us, man. So, we're, we're just happy to have you part of the family. That's all. That's all. I, I, that's I, legitimately my favorite part is you know, whether we talk about stuff that I'm familiar with or mm-hmm. not. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know much about Dungeons and Dragons, but I could listen to you guys talk about it for, you know, hours. See, that's that's important to me because I want to make sure that nobody gets mm-hmm. lost in the conversation, mm-hmm. that nobody feels like, oh, you're way over my head, so I'm just going to sit here quietly. You know, that if you can pick up something even, you know, even if you're not familiar with it, that's that's fine. And then you make you'll make these little side yeah. comments and just the non sequitur part of it. It's like, oh my god, that said, I'm I'm now laughing. You know, that's just ah, oh, it's been such a great great ride so far. I'm just enjoying it so far. You know, so having you and and the little miss over here who's who's grinning at me at the moment. You know, the three of us are the core. Well, we've had some great folks with us. I know what my favorite part is. Tell me. We have a podcast that has merch. I yeah. have. That's I have true. A, we a, do. I have a sweatshirt with with a character that represents me, a monkey. That's it. With a cloud on it. It's got. A, it's not a cloud. <laughs> it's not a cloud. Not a cloud. So how how did I wind up in a podcast with with merch? Merchandise. Yeah. I could ask the same question. It's just it, it's you know what it's one of those times where everything came into alignment, and an idea made its way into reality. And that doesn't you know I've had a, I've had several ideas over the years. I've had several ideas that I've come up with off the top of my head, and I think that they're great or I think that they're funny. But I'll tell you, ninety nine percent of them. Have, Don't come to fruition. They, they, 99% of them have stayed stuck in my head. That's as far as they've gotten into reality. But here we are. We have Flower City Comic Con. We have Monkey Business. We have a lot of things that have kind of occurred. And then they've taken on a life of their own. And they've gone off and they've done things and they've had adventures and it's amazing. There's going to be, oh, by the way, in 2019, somewhere along the line, there's going to be a book about Simi, the mm. monkey. Oh, really? Yep. Anne has been spearheading that. She's been been writing that and and having friends illustrate for Simi's adventures. Simi's adventures are going to and this is now. Did I ever see that one coming? No. When 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 she popped Allegedly, up in my getting, head, we're getting our own Simi merchandise. Yes. And when we popped up, when she popped up in my head a little over a year ago, I did not know where this this child was going to go. But here she is. She's got her own life and she's got she's her like, own what, adventures 12? now. She's twelve. She's a twelve year old little girl. And she's got a whole bunch, a lot of bunch of interests and things, and she loves stuff, and she wants to go explore and adventure and be a part of things. And there you have it. So Simi is a thing. Um, how about you, Tan? Oh, we have done a lot this year. We have. We've had great guests come in. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had 
a, a mini con, a regular con, another mini con. Mm-hmm. We, we've had our podcasts. We, we've sometimes I don't know which way is up. <laughs> it's, it's that way. That's that way. It's yes. That way. So, and I I think the anticipation of what we're going to talk about next. Mm-hmm. I, I it's like it's like oh I was a little worried about the geeky court cases that we were going that we talked yeah, about last, last week, week yeah. but yet thank you to Sherry having all that research already done going, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm not necessarily going to know a lot about the stuff. I didn't know any of those court cases in regards Mm -hmm. to things happening. And I'm just like, I didn't even know court cases involving nerd world would actually exist other than like publishing rights and stuff like that. Right. It's like intellectual property and things like that. And you're going to get sued because you used a figure and you're not supposed to. Yeah, stuff like that's kind of obvious, but But you know. Like tariffs on toys Mm -hmm. and it's a higher one if it looks humanoid versus looking like a monster. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, just the knowledge that we've gleaned this year and how we're just continuing to put forth knowledge about all of these different concepts and subjects and topics mm-hmm. to because we're making sure that we keep part of our educational thing and right the component that that business. component and so like the teacher in me is like yay and then I'm going oh I need to read more and <laughs> and it just just watching the joy on my students faces when they're talking about something they're interested in in regards to like I've told them I've been playing wow and they like look at me and they eye they eyeball me and then I just do something silly there in and then they're like, Oh, this is coming out. Did you see this? You gotta drop we gotta watch the trailer now and, and just watching the joy on my my teens' faces at school because I've got a lot of geeky ones and I love them all. Depends on the day. But yes, I love them all. So Good stuff. That's me. It is you. It really is. Very accepting, very interested, very like to Depends explore. On the day. Well, there's many days you just need a nap and you're good. Oh, I took a two hour nap yesterday after putting up lights. <laughs> I was so cold. <laughs> I was frozen. Uh, I'm I, too lazy to put up outside lights. Yeah, me too. But I got my tree decorated now. Mm-hmm. A couple weeks ago, I got it all set up. So His what name about is Fraser. The, well, I think in terms of the podcast, my highlight this year, it, you know, like Billy said, every week we find our way to laugh our butts off, which is just wonderful. I love that. Um, very rarely have I been breathlessly laughing, but still those moments are the, the, the really cherishable ones. Um, in terms of the actual, like a technical highlight, um, my favorite was was the interview of Jeremy Crawford. That was, was the Was that one. this year or last year? I thought that was this year. Was that was this it, year? I, probably. Probably this I th- year. I think it was. I, I think, think it was, it was, wasn't it May? I believe so. I believe so. It's been so long. It so has it's been. Like we, and we've, the, we've recorded so many episodes over the course the, like, of the year. And we're like, when did we do that? But that's but still yes, like my I highlight. Yes, I think it was still this yeah. year. And we've talked to some great people. We've we've covered some great topics. We've had a lot of fun. The the, the big show back in June was just a lot of fun. Uh, meeting uh, Catherine Sutherland, meeting meeting Greg French and Michael Kosky. That that, that was life changing. And and I you know I, it's not. I don't want to be. Um, melodramatic about it but meeting Mike and Greg was such a, a, a wonderful surprise because I don't know what we anticipated before they arrived but here's these two guys who've been character actors and stuntmen and they came in just wanting to be a part of the show and doing their part and they left being friends of the family mm-hmm. you know Michael came back uh, to do to help us with the minicon back in October and just it was like having an old friend from school come by 
you know, that's how cool and down to earth these guys are. And and so and and I remember driving Michael to Erie, Pennsylvania after Minicon was over so he could mm. meet up with his wife and just the two of us just shooting the shit and just chatting away about our kids, about our you know homes and about work, about just generally just stuff that we've noticed and observed, you know, just just hanging out. You know, and so to have those guys come as guests and leave as friends was just huge. And Eric Avari, oh, he's awesome, was a highlight of my year. That man, it's, it's like I want to call him Uncle Eric from here on in because he was just so, <laughs> just the nicest human being I think I've ever met. And I've met some amazing people in my day. Um, mm-hmm. You know, to, to and he recently lost his his beloved dog, and that what was heartbreaking. Yes. You know, that was heartbreaking. But and but just to be able to be in touch with that man and just chat with him and and. Uh, and talk to him, and, and and you know when we did our second panel, and he was talking about the Lawrence Olivier bow, you know, and we did it together with, and we got the audience to stand up, and it was just oh, it was just a rip, just an absolute rip. So those I had a lot of good highlights to this year. So considering all the chaos I went through in my personal life, to have some highlights to latch onto is a wonderful thing. You bought a house. I bought a house. I moved into a house. And you're putting <clears> stuff <throat> up on the wall, so it's kind of like making it like home. It is. I saw that your office, when you were starting mm-hmm. to do your nerd, nerd World News, is starting it's to starting get... starting a little bit more cluttered back there, yes. getting pictures up and things like that. So I saw Gallifrey and Flowers for Algernon were uh-huh. up there, so have you added more to oh, that? Oh yeah, Cat's Little Linda's up now, Eric Avari's up, Michael Kosky's up, Greg French is up, um, Elena Huffman's up, uh, Brunt Spiner is now up. Um, Nichelle Nichols is oh, classy up. Lady. Oh, what a, I have amazing, amazing woman, amazing human being. Uh, she's up on the wall now. Uh, these are all autographed pictures that I've collected over my years working with conventions. Um, I need a wall. I've, I've got I've got some autographed photos, but I need really I need a wall to put them. I up. ran out of frames, but JG Hertzler is going to be up next. Uh, JG Hertzler is going up, and then I have two pieces by um, Rob Dumo and, and uh, Steve, Steve Geiger. Geiger that are going up. Uh, Steve Geiger did this great, like Sports Illustrated She-Hulk coming out of the in a swimsuit coming out of the water with you know the the water flying and the hair flying and everything, <laughs> and it's just a spectacular Sports Illustrated kind of picture. And it's eleven by seventeen, and he gave it to me as a thank you gift for being for having him being a part of our first, first show. show. He was part of the two sixteen the two thousand sixteen show, uh, and so that's just a phenomenal piece, and I can't wait to get that up. And Rob Dumo did a character uh, Roxy or Moxie. From uh, the Borderlands video games, and it's just mm. such a cool picture, and he, so he signed that for me. Uh, and then I got my Hogwarts poster in the stairway, and I've got a, a, a poster of all sorts of D and D dragons that it's going up in the the stairway. I uh, love the fact that I, I'm assuming Tanya, you also have a nerdy house. She's got broadswords in the foyer. Yeah, you have a nerdy house. <laughs> I, I I wasn't denying. Yeah, it. no, you were thinking no, about no, it. No, I was though. like thinking. But I'm like, people would there's... walk into your house, your house, my house, mm-hmm. and think. What is this? Yes. Because I have art, all original like comic book art and uh-huh. pictures and stuff all over my house. Uh-huh. And, uh, bits and pieces of my house is nerdy. Yeah. Like, like, like our foyer is definitely geeked out in like medieval type times because we have those banners and, right. the, and the swords and things like hanging on the wall. And then our living room happens to have like the dragons. So it's our, our foyer, our den office area, our living room, mm-hmm. definitely. And then our bedroom has the two classic um, medieval knight lady in waiting yeah. photos that yes. it seems like everybody had back in the 80s 90, and 90s. 80s and 90s. Yeah. But we have them in nice gold posters. So, yeah, there's definitely 
nerd yeah. type things in our house. I, I've, I've still got a couple pieces I have to hang, including something I just bought at the Minicon. One <laughs> that was it. One of the artists had prints of. It looks like a uh, a poster from like a boxing, an old boxing card or wrestling mm-hmm. card. Except these were fights between Japanese monsters. Oh wow! Yes, I've seen that. Yes, you showed that one to yeah. me. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, my living room is kind of bland yet. I, I haven't put a lot up. I have one black and white picture of Stonehenge, which looks great on the blue that I've used in my living room. Um, but I have this big, huge chunk of of empty wall, and I've, I've, I'm thinking I just I want to go local artists. Mm-hmm. I want to get a, a piece from my friend Jamie Lowe's. I want to get a piece from Judah Nevadomsky. I want to get a piece from Jay from Ferguson. Ken Wheaton? I don't have anything from Ken Wheaton yet. I want to fix that soon. He he uh, works part-time, at least, over at Rhino's Comics on Dewey Avenue. Okay. Also, which isn't too far from where you live. No. So I'm going to head over there. Stop down there at Chet as, a, as the owner and a real uh-huh. nice guy. Ask him when Ken's going to be there. And, Absolutely. And see if you know, Ken will draw something for you. I'm about, I'm about ready. I think I'm about settled. The, you know, the financially and everything is settling. You know, I'm done buying stuff for the house for the most part. I have a lot of projects. My car is almost completely repaired, which is an amazing thing. Knock on wood. Um I think I'm ready to go back to a comic book shop and, and start a pull list again. Cool. Dun, There's dun, some good dun. ones in there. I know. I haven't had one in 2000. I did not have a pull list in all of 2018. Now, have you gotten through that big stack of books that you had? In... No. Okay. Can, can I say, I've, I've spent the last two weekends begging and bored. I haven't had a pull list in about a year. Uh-huh. But I've, I've the bunches I had before were still in like, the plastic bag, like the, the comic book uh-huh, bags, uh-huh. and they've just been like stacked up in various parts. I'm going to bag and board these things. I have four short boxes and a long box that I hadn't bagged and boarded until I finally finished them last night. Wow. It took me two full Saturdays and a part of a Sunday to do them all. It's amazing what we get like ourselves hours. into. I, I yeah. mean like eight hours at a time. That's amazing. Wow. I, I don't get it. That's yeah. the part I don't get. Well, now you I want to protect to your them. investment. Yeah. Yeah. Because these things are going to be worth money someday. And if not, I we still want We have D&D nice. books in our basement that's worth money. So is that... <clears throat> you have a D&D basement. Okay, don't say <laughs> D&D books in your basement. There is a lot... One of these days, we're going to take a Facebook Live video of your basement just so we can do, do a grand tour. Just show, show people the enormity of your husband's collection. He believes in redundancy. Yes. He has something like 32 original first edition players' handbooks because if if there's ever people at the table, he wants to make sure that everybody has their own copy to work mm-hmm. with. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's both cool and extra nerdy. Yes. Yes. So eBay is his friend. Yes. Mm-hmm. And eBay loves Randy. Yes. There's so... Uh... So many books, but like last week when I or two weeks ago when I was DMing, I was looking for something to to do like um, random uh, encounter whatever, and so I was looking behind me, and mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, where's the first edition DMG? Uh, how, how about the book of erotic fantasy? That's <laughs> which is not the Which is not the book you think it is. No. So so I'm like looking behind me, going, where is the first edition DMG that's got those random table generators? Yeah. And and I couldn't find a copy, so. I'll have to find one. That's like the one thing I'm not liking about 5th edition is because they don't necessarily have those random table generators that the 1st edition had in. Right. So I'm gonna... a, a geeky highlight for me, uh, separate from this show, though, but it was it was meeting Kevin, going to New Jersey and meeting Kevin Smith. Meeting Kevin Smith. Yeah, and getting to spend some time with him and the other people in the Kevin Smith world, whether it's the guys from Comic Book Men or Tell mm-hmm. Steve Dave, his daughter Harley Quinn Smith. I, 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 I had a really that nice so conversation much one of these days. with. I, and uh, I, I you know the guy that played Dante in Clerks, Brian right. O'Halloran. 
Yeah, we talked about. I was wearing a Clerks T-shirt, and he told me, "Oh, that's the British version because they had Jay in it. The original U.S. version of the poster didn't have Jay in it, so that's the British version of it." And I oh, never wow. knew that. So, so you have a little bit, a yeah. uh, little bit extra merch there going on. So it was uh, fun talking to uh, all the folks from the Kevin Smith world. And, that's cool. And all the View Askew so, universe. Yes. Yes. There has been a lot in 2018. It has I'm been. looking forward to 2019. I, I, I will say this. I hope 2019 is a little calmer. Yes. I can't do another, like, like summer of 19, I can't do another summer of 18. Yes. All right. There was just too much going on and too many facets of my own world. So. And, and you just... know what? At this point, I'm, I'm sorry, but December, as much as I love the holiday season, mm-hmm. December has to end. And... Well, our problem is December started in like October this year. <laughs> yeah, it's we were getting cold for right. we were getting that, snow. That, and, like, and, what? and two um, very good friends have both lost their dads. Oh, oh yeah. that's right. Yeah, Deanna's um, dad yeah. passed away the day after um, Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and so that hit home. So um, much love to um, FC3 in regards to Deanna losing her dad. And I just found out on December 8th that my good friend Mark, who um, is definitely one of our other nerds, um, uh-huh. he lost his dad yesterday. Oh, God. So no. I didn't um, hear about that. Um, yeah, I just found out about it most recently. And Ugh. so that's that's um, just Okay, I'm done with December, and yeah. they and they knew it was that was going to be coming, but mm-hmm. it's still just really hard to mm-hmm. to hear. And I and he's definitely the baby of the family. So, Dad, I think was in his 80s, so he had a good run and yeah. things like that. But still, but, but it's, it still hits home. And and mm-hmm. Mark and his family were on vacation, so they yeah, that's they, tough they for were them. in Disney when it happened. Oh man! So, but as Mark said, Dad would say. Keep partying on, yep. type thing. So much now, love to Deanna and Mark and yeah. all of our friends. Like our that. heart goes out to you guys, and I get that. Now, on, on an upside with with the the funeral for Deanna's dad, there was a lot of heartwarming, a lot of good memories, oh a lot of God, fun, a lot of laughs. And and I have not seen her younger brother Jason in quite some time because he was behind me in, me in, in, in two in, years, right? Three, three, three. Because he, he was graduated in ninety one. Yeah, because Deanna was a year behind me in high school, and, and I was a year behind Jason Deanna. Um, but Jason has become the embodiment of his father. Oh. He used to be this scrawny little punk, and now he looks just like a younger version of his dad. And he talks like him often, and he's got the same delivery of dry one-liners and what. And I'm like, oh my god, this is so. Is, you know, you take the yes. good, you make good from not it, so good. And, just, and so talking about everything's geeky if you if you love, love it, it enough. enough uh-huh. I would say that Mike was the epitome of like. The organizational geeky, nerd. organizational nerdiness type thing. Um, Deanna, Deanna's um, family was the one that we were putting up the holiday lights because it was the first year without Mike for the holiday time. So Sean, myself, Anne, and Deanna were over the other day, and truly, the extension cords were labeled "Wishing Well." <laughs> To the gifts in the wheelbarrow and and everything it was tied up with zip ties and everything was just so organized and and it was something that Deanna would joke about that her dad was so organized that they would have camping checklists and things like that so I'm like okay and we walked into the house and 
there were coffee cans labeled with nuts and bolts and mm-hmm. screws and the filing cabinet. And Sean's like, oh, my God, I, it's like looking at my grandfather's garage or yeah. my grandfather's basement. Old and he's school. Like, it was definitely old school. We're yeah. like, okay, does grandpa have this? And and Ben and Carter, Deanna's nephews, Jason's boys, were like, yep, grandpa has both. And they went running off to- They knew right where to go. They knew right where to go. And, and it was just- I like being organized, but there's a limit to what I can handle. There's That's a limit even to what more I can do. so than me. And yeah. I'm pretty organized and I have stuff labeled in uh-huh. my basement, but it in uh-huh. and when I saw Carter, I'm like, Wow, you look just like your dad and meaning Jason and, and uh Deanna's mom's like, You haven't heard that at all and uh, and he's like, No, whatever, <laughs> laughing. And she goes, Now we're saying Jason looks just like Mike yeah. now. So it's it's uncanny. And it it was just so bittersweet to yeah. To see the respects paid mm-hmm. during that service. But what got me is the military funeral. Oh, that's yeah. that's going to get me every time. I know. It happens. Even got our uh, tough nugget of Sean. He... Well, guess what? There's a beginning of a new year right around the corner. It is. And we're going to wish everybody a happy new year. For And I, I want to, it's going to be a long list. But mm-hmm. but cue, get ready to queue up the music there, Billy Bill. Oh, okay. And then we'll be All back right. to talk about our events. Yes. Oh, that's right, because we got to yeah, take a break. We're not done yet. <laughs> we aren't we're done. We like, haven't gotten rid of the city. We're yeah. like talking, whatever. I'm like, we I'm still for, have I lost events track of, I lost and, track of time. and things like that. Yeah, but anyway, but I want to say, but for, so, uh, you know, for Billy and for Tanya, for myself, and for everybody who's been here, for Sherry, for Alana, her daughter Monk, you know, uh, for, for Chris. Tony, you're fired. Yeah, Tony. We're going to rehire you in 2019. Don't worry. For Becca, for Zach, for Rob, for Andy, for uh, who else have been up have been up here at one point or another? For Dolly, for Edwin, for everybody who's been a part of this podcast. For Sybil on the for phone. For Sybil on the for phone. Deanna, for Deanna. My dear, my darling sister Sybil. Uh, for who's been here in person. Yeah. Who has been here. She got a chance to be in the studio mm-hmm. a couple of times this mm-hmm. year. For all of the great guests who shared their time and their experiences with us, um, this has been overall. It's been a. There have been many stressful parts of this year. There's many down parts to the year, but you know what? This has been a good year. And so, for everybody here, I just want to say thank you to 2018, and thank you for being part of the experience to the listeners, to James, to Jen, uh, to everybody who's taken part and offered comments to to, to Zach's dad, to Zach's dad, <laughs> Mr. Opsitnik. Was great to have you on board with us. Uh, as a listener and you know for everything I'm, I'm grateful I'm able to look back at this year and go you know what I'm grateful it happened and uh, and I'm glad to see it end and be done with and become a complete package and now we're going to move on to 2019 but first we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we'll talk about events we'll talk about patronages and sponsorships and we'll ask our question of the week let's get some laughs from comedian Ted Alexander talking about New Year's countdown nice. since it seems appropriate party people huh yeah like to party, man. Like to celebrate. I think my favorite celebration is probably the New Year's celebration. You know, I always like New Year's because it's so bizarre to me that we're drunk. We're counting backwards. <laughs> like, when did this tradition start? Did they have it back in ancient times? Like, in ancient Rome, did they have the countdown and be like, X, I, X, V, I, 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 V, I, I, V. I'm out. <laughs> Happy New Year, Hoppocles. I am out. I will see you at the vomitorium. Yes, I will. That's awesome. I'd never heard that. That made me laugh for real. That's good. Yeah, I caught that. That's good. One of the girls in our office has her, her brother's birthday in Roman numerals on her forearm. 
and then her birth date on her other forearm, both in Roman numerals. And I, I'd known her for about like all of a day. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, so 10, 28, 19, 7, and 10, or, or an 8, 23. Oh, so it, one's your birthday and one's another family member's? I'm assuming. She's looking at me like, you understand that? I'm like, yeah, I speak nerd. <laughs> <laughs> My coworker Mo has her um, daughter's birthday and her son's birthday on the side of her on the um, knife edge of her hand on the her pinky finger done okay. up in roman numerals that's amazing that, that's kind of cool that's dedication so um we, let's talk about the event coming up we in have a an couple event coming up we do have an event coming up in about a month yes um it, wine and design fundraiser for mighty monkey um tickets are 35 dollars Please register and complete the payment online through our um, Facebook page on MMC. Um, BYOB. What is MMC Roman numeral style? Um, <laughs> um, M is thousand thousand hundred. So it's like is it twenty one hundred? Twenty one. Yeah. 2, MMC is twenty one hundred. That's gonna be like a new code phrase or something. Twenty one hundred. It's time to get some okay. twenty one hundred. No, no, the code word right. was Captain Scapegoat, and I'm Captain like, what are you? Scapegoat. I'm like, what are you talking about? And I'm just like, it took me a little while. Okay. But uh, bring your own wine or beer and snacks or purchase it from us. We will provide wine glasses and corkscrews. Ages 16 and under must be accompanied by an adult for the adult classes. Coupons and discounts are not valid for the fundraiser. Tickets are already on sale, so don't wait and um, miss out on it. Makes a great Christmas present. Hint, hint for the nerd in your life. Mm -hmm. Hint, hint. Um, The painting that we are doing is Time and Space. It is a blue police box. Hint, hint. Yes, we can't. Oh, speaking, of, I have a can't a, call it truly what it is, but it's a blue police box. I, I have a shower curtain with that thing. We can't call it what it is. No, okay. I, I just got a new Tardis shower curtain, so it looks like it, <laughs> our bathtub's bigger on the inside. Very hey. good. Do you have one of those curved rods? Because then it would definitely no. okay. But um, it will be held on January 26, two days after my baby boy will be turning 20. <laughs> <laughs> I might need to drink that day. Okay. Um, two o'clock. Wow, you're the first person to give birth at the age of eight. I know. I tell you. It's amazing. I know. I'm not she very has, old. She has a Guinness Book of World Records entry. Um, it'll be at Salvatore's Old Fashioned Pizzeria Place on Buffalo Road. So come join us. We're going to have lots of fun. Please do. Should we do this in full radio voice? Oh, did, like radio voice week? again! I love radio. Are you going to break voice. me again? Let's do radio voice. You ready? I'm going to. I'll start it off. Do you want to be an FC3 Monkey Business and Mighty Monkey Corporation fellow? There are a few ways of doing that. Billy, tell us how. Well, the first is to become a sponsor. <laughs> we have sponsorship levels <laughs> of all kinds. That? <laughs> That's my radio voice. Oh my God. It's not your radio voice. That's my radio voice. It's your radio I've voice. I've heard your radio voice. We, we have sponsorship levels of all kinds and are even willing to create a constant... Custom sponsorship packets. Please contact us at sponsorships at fc3rock.org. The next is by supporting us on Patreon. Please check us out at www.patreon.com slash fc3roc. All membership levels will include access to the Patreon-only blog, plus tons of great perks at all levels. Want to help others find the show? Please leave us a review whenever and wherever you listen to us. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Podgeen, Podgeen, Podbean, Podbean, YouTube, and Stitcher. Is there a place that you find your podcasts and you can't find FC3 Monkey Business? Please let us know. Gotta go go full NPR on me, but Billy. And please. 
whatever you do, follow us on Twitter, FC3MB Podcast. And if you do, please say hi. Hi. We love it when you say oh, hi. Too. Hi. We love it, especially during membership. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Now we're going hi. back to all 12 seasons of Alistair Cook reading ingredients off of a soapbox. And now, all things considered, with Tanya Metris. <laughs> Uh, Our question of the week. What geeky references, other than the one that Billy dropped earlier, have you dropped into a conversation that went utterly over the heads of most people you were speaking to? Billy, you want to take that one? Uh, Yeah, sort of, because I constantly reference The Simpsons, Mm -hmm. and no one knows where my lines come from. Mm -hmm. I I don't know if they're even supposed to, but one of my favorite things in the world to say when they're saying, oh, this is really hard, Homer Simpson has my favorite line remember if something's hard to do it's not worth doing <laughs> and i say that all the time to people and they just, just remember yeah. if something's hard to do it's, it's not, not worth, worth doing. doing and my other favorite one is uh, uh like if you're in trouble homer will say something like uh please i i'm normally not a praying man but if you're up here in the sky please help me superman <laughs> Awesome. I like, Simpsons references are my favorites. So I I will usually do like one word kind of like throwaways. Mm-hmm. Like I'll, I'll throw Alan Z in mm-hmm. or or fantastic mm-hmm. or you know Geronimo. So there's my Doctor Who stuff. But the other day I was in an inspection and um, I was training a guy, one of our newer guys, and uh, and he's like, well, you know, sometimes we have to deliver bad news to landlords and stuff. I said, yeah, you know, we could do this, we do this, we do this, and but you have to understand. The dynamics of our job. We have to present bad bad news to people sometimes that they're not in compliance. And we're going back and forth, and then I'll, and so he goes, "All right, I'm ready. Let's let's head in there." I'm like, "Shiny, let's be bad guys, yeah. <laughs> right?" And he just kind of stared at me for a second, and he blinked, and he's like, "What?" I'm like, "Never mind." It's just. <laughs> uh, actually, one of my favorites, still Simpsons again, but and Homer uses it in reference to alcohol. Mine is usually technology. Uh-huh. The Homer's is. Alcohol, the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. That is. Mine yes. is usually, I usually technology. say technology, technology is the cause of and solution to, to all To err is human, to really foul things up, you need a computer. Mm-hmm. Aye, aye, aye. Or having a smart board that gets unplugged and- Oh, uh, that did, again? Didn't, no, not again. But okay. thank God, because yeah. uh, I tell you. Yeah, the technology, you call the help desk and they're like, did you reboot it? Yes. Did you mm-hmm. climb under and pull all the plugs? Yes. I didn't go to the power strip. Uh, and, and then when they showed up that afternoon, they're like going down, whatever, and they're like, "I'm like, oh. that was the second time." But well, no. our our last episode of 2018 is is finishing much like the very first episode of 2016 started with the three of us sitting around a desk making odd references about silly things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I think I don't necessarily have a lot of geeky references that people don't catch because. Mm-hmm. Granted, I'm a teacher, and so therefore I'm always talking about something geeky at work. But Mm -hmm. I think one of the taglines that I use uh, um, is a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. When I'm I'm talking in regards to math, when they're like, when when did this happen? I'm like, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. And so they're like, they just roll their eyes at me at that point. Actually, one of my favorite things I saw on the internet to the point where I almost want to do it. Mm-hmm. You know uh, how when you go downstairs, the ceiling over your head also sort of goes down, it yeah. like tilts down. Someone painted the Star Wars opening on that. Oh, so it oh like yeah. It, 
I still have looks seen like it it's on, coming <coughs> out, out of your I've wall. seen the opening like, crawl painted on, on the, yes. the forward, forward part of the steps. Yeah, mm-hmm. on the forward risers of the of steps. So oh, okay. I've seen the crawl done up that way. That's mm-hmm. that's fun too. Um, but yeah, escalators and things like yeah. that. I think that's just that. It's I, I would love to do if if. We ever get a chance to have corporate offices, and those corporate offices have an escalator. That is happening. <laughs> I'm putting that out there right now. That is going to happen. That's a thing. So there we go. All right, Are we ready? Oh, is it time to hit music? Oh, do to... we still have a? Qu- oh, that was our question. <laughs> that was our we question. We weren't just of the week. talking amongst ourselves <laughs> just then. I that was our geeky. <laughs> we we amused the hell out of each other. <laughs> oh, okay. So it's time for this thing. It's time for this. This damnable song that has been with us forever. So we're we gonna uh, get a new one for 2019. I'd for like the out, to for no. the outtake. No, we're not going to. I'd like to, but we're not going to. Oh. Anyway, this has been Monkey Business, and we are the Monkey Mighty Monkey Corporation. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us wherever wherever we go, and we'll lead you to wherever the entertainment is. You have a great New Year. Be safe, and we'll, we'll see you in, in 20, January in 2019. Dum, dum, dum.